Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Trail Mix Podcast. Um, we are on uh, day three of directions. Um, I am Trail Mix, and you all know my co-host, cohort, and just the best brother in Christ ever, Stephen the Navigator. What's up, people? So... Today is, uh, like I said, is day three of directions. It's a, a Bible study that we've been we've been going through over the last um, I don't know a few weeks. Um, we'll we'll probably it's going to change from week to week, but we'll take some time off of this at some point to do maybe some testimonial stuff and um, um, and we've got. Oh, I don't know. I guess I guess I could uh, m- at least mention the um, the tent event. I guess. Yeah. Um. So out here in Wausau, Wisconsin, we got a friend of ours that uh, um, this guy he is. Um, I don't even know how to describe this guy to say he's mission minded, like missions oriented. The Great Commission oriented is an understatement. Um, this guy, if he sees a need or feels God calling him to do something, that's it. It's done. He's 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 all in. He's doing it. Whatever the cost doesn't matter. God provides all that anyway. So he's putting on a good old-fashioned tent revival. Um, I don't remember the exact date, so I'll we'll get that out as just as soon as I can find it. Um, but we are having we're gonna have a little booth set up, um, so you guys can everybody can come out, uh, sit down, have a chat, uh, opportunity to get some of our some of our um, uh, merchandise and um, <laughs> uh, who knows what, what kind of cool stuff we'll have going on to between now. It will come up with between now and then, but um, yeah, just put that out there. So everybody knows about it. Um, yeah. When everybody, when you come bring me cheese curds and bricks ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that in Montana. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and with with that, you'll get the opportunity to see uh, Josh Snyder as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly what day, because I'm pretty sure this thing's going to last through the weekend. I believe it's going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure on which day, uh, Josh will be on stage singing, doing his thing, but, um, there will be a lot more promotional material coming out in the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, that's, it's going to be a great time. Come on out, sit down, talk, stand there and talk, whatever you want to do. Take home a just come meet up. T shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just come hang out, listen to some good tunes. There are gonna be some good speakers there. Um and and just get to, to hang out with some really cool people. Um so here we are on day three and the um the title of day three is Becoming Part of God's Family. Um, so without, without going into too much detail, um, there was, there was, it was a somber day at my church this morning. Uh, there was a car accident last night, um, involving four of the seniors from our youth group. Uh, well, three of them were from our youth group. The fourth one had just started coming, um, and unfortunately, uh, two of them passed away. Um, one of them, one of them is is with the father right now. I um, I've been 
I've talked to the youth pastor and uh, a couple of the other youth leaders, and um, they're one hundred percent. She is she is with the father right now. Um, the other one that passed away is, is kind of a big question mark right now. Excuse me. Um, which which is hard. Um, the the other two that were in the vehicle, by the way, are they they're okay. Um, one of them's in the hospital. Or they're both in the hospital. Um, but one of them is okay. The other one is in stable. What I've been told is stable. Um, but still kind of on the, that, that edge of, um, not being totally out of the woods. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're praying sort, um, make sure you add all of those people to the prayer list. Um, the, the, uh, the, all the, I mean, the kids that are in the hospital and then the families of everybody involved, um, the, the families, all the, all the friends that were at, that go to youth group, that go to their schools, um, just everybody that's involved. Um, so with, with that said, I, I think this becoming part of God's family, you know, cause we, we, so, we talk about this a lot. We talk about, you know, you never know when your time is up. You never, you, you, you need to know where you're going when you die. And, you you don't want to choose wrong because after you die that's it yeah um and so i mean we'll we'll see where where we go with it with this but um you know just what does that you know becoming part of god's family what does it look like what is it what does that mean what is it what does scripture say about uh, uh coming to getting into god's family um so with with that said that was and you know all of that transpired and we me and steven got on here and we're like uh, what are we going to talk about and i looked up and the book was already open to day three and there are big bold letters becoming part of God's family. And I'm like, well, God just answered that question for us. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to start in here and then we'll just see where this, where, where this takes us. Um, the, the most important issue of life is to understand how to resolve the problem of sin and become part of God's family. You addressed this issue when you made the decision to put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then it says, read John 1, 12 through 13. And I guess I'm going to have to cheat and use my... Oh, nope, I guess I don't. It's right here. Get one right there. Uh, lost my Bible there for Make a second. Sure. That would be a bad day. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh. About did it. Fine. John, not first, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wrong, John. Yep, yep. All right, 12 through 13. So, he says here, But to all who did receive, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then it asks a very simple question. How do you get into God's family? I put, uh, you receive him and you believe in his name. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Because I mean, I'm the question. I mean, that's what it, I mean. Uh, it starts in verse twelve. For uh, as many as received him, so you have to receive him. And then those who believe in his name, yeah, there you go. Step one complete. That's right. Yeah. So John one twelve is one of the greatest statements of the Bible. The following breakdown shows how the truth of this verse applies to your new life. So then it breaks the verse down, but as many as received him, this is when you put your trust in Christ as Lord and Savior and decide to become his disciple. Excuse me. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. This is your entrance into God's family. Even to them that believe on his name, this is the aspect of faith, believing that Jesus Christ died and rose again from the dead in payment for your sin. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. You did not get into God's family by physical birth, blood, pure desire or effort, will of the flesh, or because someone else wanted it for you, the will of man. And then, but of God. Your entrance into God's family is by spiritual birth. John 1.12 states clearly that entrance into God's family is by new birth, being born of God. This new birth makes you part of God's family the same way physical birth made you part of your human family. Nicodemus was one of the very religious Jews mentioned earlier. Nicodemus, though, since there was something very different about Jesus. One night, he approached Jesus and sincerely asked him what he must do to be part of God's kingdom. He must have imagined that Jesus would instruct him to do some good work, to give more money, uh, to give more money to the poor, or to complete some special ceremony. Jesus' answer was radical. And here is the story. Uh, John 3, 1 through 9. Yeah. I don't know. You got that one? Oh, yeah, I get it. Here All we right. go. John 3, 1, Get uh, closer to the microphone a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, but no one can do these. Oh, pardon me. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel at what I say to you. You must be born, you must be born again. The winds blow where it where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes so is everyone who is born of the spirit Nicodemus answered him and said to him how can this be 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, so uh, the question Nicodemus thought that Jesus was talking about the need to be born again in a physical sense. What type of birth was Jesus talking about? He's talking about spiritual birth. Right. Yeah. 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 You you know, I think I I wonder if Nicodemus was actually just being kind of snarky here, you know, not he wasn't really thinking that Jesus was telling him you have to be born again, you know, like physically born again. I think I want I just wonder if Nicodemus was just being snarky is all. Yeah. Says he was old. He was an old man. Right. Maybe I, I kind of picture him as like, "What are you talking about?" You know how like an old man can be like, mm-hmm. you know, just picture like an old man sitting on a porch to just shooting the breeze, and you whip out, "Hey, you need me pointing it." He's like, "What?" Man, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You crazy? Oh, no. <laughs> Did you double up on your meds again? That's kind of funny, though. I guess. (laughs) Man, this just got bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man, so in John, John 3, 3. Um, moving on. Yeah, right. Moving right along. Uh, so John 3, 3, where are you? I just saw you. Right after two. There we go. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. How many births does Jesus mention here? Um, I want to say... Because he says born again. So right. obviously born, born once. Like, could you put two or just like one more? What would be the correct answer? You know what I mean? Right. Because right. I never I never really took the definitive answer for this question. I don't know why. So. Yeah. I mean, I would say that he's definitely, you know, he, I don't know if he actually especially in this one, this one verse. I mean, this one short little one thing here. Yeah. He may not specifically say two different births, but like you said, he says again. Yeah. So you, in order to do something again, you've had to do it once. So. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Two. It's funny because like the next sentence in the book between the questions kind of gives you the answer. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> and it does say you know, in verse six, Jesus explains that you need two births, physical birth and a spiritual birth. Oh, oh, the most probably quoted verse in the Bible. Right. It's definitely one of the most memorized, that's for sure. Yeah, it's oh. Read John 3.16. Oh, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes and should not perish but have eternal life. <clears throat> Does God want to condemn you or give you everlasting life? And survey says. Yeah. Everlasting yeah. life. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And I'm actually really glad that they didn't just stop right there. Yeah. Like, that's where, like, like, a lot of people stop right there and then leave the rest of it out. Like, 17, um, 17 and 18 are just, I mean, they're just as powerful as, as 16 is. Um, which we are going to read right now. <laughs> yeah. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And then the, yep. the question here is, when are those who do not put their trust in Christ condemned? My answer is already. Yeah, yeah. when they don't believe. It says right yes. there in red and white. When you don't believe. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think you just like refuse to believe. Refuse to believe that. Well, you're out. <clears throat> Right. You know. Right. And we're we're a fallen we're a fallen world. Period. Uh yeah, because yep. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So he didn't send Jesus to condemn us to you know it's not like once Jesus showed up on the scene, now all of a sudden automatically you either believe him or you go to hell from that point on. It's been that way since day one. Yeah. <clears throat> And, you know, 18 kind of already kind of says that, you know, but whoever does not believe yeah. is condemned already because you were condemned prior to <clears throat> it's like, so I would look at it this way. You have some, I don't know, some weird sickness you have, you're, I, I don't know. You have, you have terminal cancer, right? You had term you've had terminal cancer. Excuse me. You were born with a terminal cancer. Right. And then all of a sudden somebody shows up and says, I have a cure for that cancer. Well, because you turned them away doesn't mean that that guy condemned you to die. You turned him away. Condemned yourself. You condemned yourself because you already had what was condemning you to die, you already had that in you. Yeah. But you chose to turn away the cure. I know that's kind of a loose thing, whatever it does, just kind of off the top of my head. But I think, you, I, I think, I hope you kind of get the idea. That no, it's, no, it was good. No, it was good. No, it was good. <clears throat> yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, good. um and that actually john 3 17 that's actually my wife my wife's favorite verse in john is uh yeah just because of that that it just shows that we had the sickness god just sent god physically sent the cure so that we can yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got, what do we got here? Those who, let's see. Those who do not trust Christ are already under condemnation is confirmation that it is your sin nature that separates you from God, not any specific sins. 
Mm, I like that a lot. I'm going to read that one more time. Those who do not trust Christ are already under condemnation is confirmation that it is your sin nature that separates you from God, not any specific sins. I, th- I thought I had a clever little thing there, but I get I don't. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm trying to like <laughs> figure out. I'm drawing blank. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's like so. I guess. I guess the difference between a sin nature and specific sins, sin nature is like, think of like a common cold. Sin nature is the cold virus that's in you. The specific sins are the the sneezing, the runny nose, the cough that you see. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. So, like, the sin nature is what separates you from God. <clears throat> and not the symptoms of your sin nature. It, that was probably the greatest explanation I have ever gotten of what sin actually is. And I wish I could remember the guy's name so I could give him credit. <clears throat> but he, oh, sure. he said that that is sin is not, you know, because we always had the, that question in like VBS and things like that, that, you know, what is sin? Well, sin are the bad things that you think, say and do. No, that's wrong. I, I disagree with that. Those are the symptoms of sin. Sin is mind blow inside of you, time. right? Yeah. Yeah. My time just stopped. <laughs> I never heard of it. Sorry. But yeah, I, and that's how he, he described it was <clears throat> it's it's like a common cold. You're you're the cold itself is not the sneezing the the runny nose the coughing the whatever those symptoms are the the cold yes. itself is the virus that's inside of you and you know it, it, he even went a little bit further saying stuff like you know this day and age with our our sins we're trying to treat We're trying to treat oh. sin with a um, uh, a symptom cover-up, you know, like an Advil doesn't, not an Advil, but you can take medication that will, like a cough suppressant, that will suppress your cough until right. the virus runs its course. But right. that's how we're treating sin nowadays is we're trying to attack the symptoms of it instead of attacking sin itself, which can only be done through Jesus and prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Oh, you're right. That was an awesome analysis. Yeah, I wish I could remember the guy's name. If I can if I could remember it, I will absolutely give him credit because like I said, that was the best, the most clearest, concise, most understandable explanation of what yeah. sin is. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you said something because I was about to tell you how brilliant you are. You're like, no, not me. No, not <laughs> me. No, that was definitely not me. <laughs> it's crushing. It's awesome. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, that's brilliant. Of course, it depends on what side of the spectrum you're on as far as... Nah, we're not going to go there. There's there's, there's certain... Um, I don't know what to call them. There are Christians out there that don't believe in... Um, um, the, the depravity of man. Like, you're born sinful. Like, 
that sin comes in. Now, this is what, from what I understand, this is what they believe that sin comes into your life at about the age of, um, uh, I think we would call it the age of accountability. Like basically you get to the point where you'd know right from wrong pretty much. I think, I don't know. It's just, there's, oh. there's a lot of them out there that don't believe in the depravity of man. And I know oh. I probably lost some people by using that term because that's generally like a Calvinist type term, but sure. yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, well, I, I think, I, I think, uh, I think the opposite, like uh, you take the sinful, if you just take the simple fact of sinful nature, nature, like I got two little guys and they're just, that's the first, their first reaction to do anything. It's like, just beat the tar at each other. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to teach them to right and, you know, right and wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because their right. first instinct is to just, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn you inside out. <laughs> like, yeah, teach you know. Yeah. So, you're you're auto, by default when you're born, you uh, yeah, you're born a sinner, whether you like it or not. So it's all right in the Bible. Right. Yes. You know, you have to learn wrong from right. Um, where that comes in from, you know, a, a small child dies before they have the comprehension skills of to understand, you know, Jesus and uh, accepting him. That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my own little limb here and think uh, that's probably a call God has to make. You know what I'm saying? I don't oh. know how to say that. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I just, overall, generally, because the, the Bible says so, you're, everybody's born a sinner. You have, you're, first instinct to, I mean, I just see it in my voice, you're saying, oh, no, 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 you know, they duke it out before, like, David Gordon, like, you have to talk to, order things out and talk and be peachy keen with each other, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to be taught that. So, to say, like, oh, you know, they get a pass, or there's no sin recognition until they're have some sort of comprehension of Jesus. I'm like, no, you're just you're an automatically. You're automatically. You automatic. You're born with a bad attitude. <laughs> There's nothing you, to do about right. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, by default, you have you're a broke. Says right. Says so. Right. <clears throat> no. I, I still have trouble with that sometimes. I'm just like, people want to argue stuff. Like, I'm, I'm just. You know, it says it right here. I don't know what we're, what are we arguing about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Totally get that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really get it now because the boys, I'm sick. Wow. That was vicious. Holy buckets. Like, uh, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Where are we at? John 336? Ooh, yes, we are. John 3.36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. That's that's some gnarly business. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Now uh, the question here: Notice the tense of the verb. Is eternal life something you receive in the future, future, or something you can experience now? Um, I say it's right now. I think so also. Even though you have it, no. you know. It's kind of, okay, I got this 
Yep. You, even though you haven't, and I think the wording there might be a little bit, um, I don't know, kind of misleading. I can see that. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying about the wording because I had trouble with that when I first read experience. Now, like, I can't yeah. experience. Right. Right. Like, eternal. Like, like, what? Look at me, I'm live forever and do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Like, how that works. That we have. I had a couple times. We have it. We just can't experience. Yeah, right, right. It, it, yeah. Can't really. Just have it. It's kind of like having, you know, you know, like the emergency credit card in your wallet. But you don't really. You, maybe that's a bad idea if you don't want to use that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was bad analogy. Anyways, it's uh, something you have, you know you have. Mm-hmm. I think that's about as far as your experience of it can go uh, on the earthly side. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. You know, it's I, like you can jump back and forth in two worlds. Like, Wee! Yeah, I, right. I mean, I think, I think that God does give, does give us glimpses of it on this side of eternity, you know, like, I know, I I mean, we could, between the two of us, we could come up with story upon story upon story of, you know, different places we've seen out in the mountains and, you know, all that kind of stuff that I know for 100% with all my heart, that was a 100% glimpse into, into heaven. Um, and, and the new earth. And I mean, that, I mean, that's another topic for another, another episode but um yeah i i do i think god really does give you glimpses into that into that side of things yeah. as le- at least as much as he can with our oh, our sure. broken brokenness and uh sinful nature and all that kind of stuff but yeah i hope the bear tooth mountains are in heaven we're we're gonna have to uh, definitely do an episode about uh, the new heavens <laughs> and the new earth because um, that was actually one of the topics that we covered in our youth group, and it was yeah. it's just some very interesting stuff, um, especially when you get to talking about like the new earth and uh, um, and that kind of thing out of the new heavens and the new earth. Anyway. I, I, it's one of those things that I think we could, pro- we could probably talk about for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now we're going to get into some of these, uh, <clears throat> personal questions. Yeah. Yes. I like these. Okay. So we'll just I'll just read this a little bit here. When when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you experience a new birth, a spiritual birth as defined uh, as as definite as your physical birth. You became part of God's family and received eternal life as a present possession. Something that you can have and enjoy right now. Amen to that. So, first yes. personal question: When and where were you physically born? Oh man, at a hospital. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, I, being from Montana, I was not born in a barn. Yeah, <laughs> not born in a barn. I don't know why people always say that, like, you were raised in a barn because they leave the door open. I'm like, anybody who's ever worked in a barn knows enough to shut the door. So I don't know yeah. where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chasing your animals all over the countryside. Come on. Like, shut the door. You're raising a barn. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I know. Shut the, you knew shut the door. No one ever said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut the door. We shut the door. Were you raising a house? (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Barn gets a bad rap, man. Yes. Poor barn. Poor barn. So 
So where and when were you physically born? Ah, okay, I'll go first. I don't think it, I don't know how many people believe me, but um, I was born August fourteenth, nineteen seventy six, in a town called Glens Falls, New York. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Um, I was born in a little town by the name of Roundup, Montana. Yeah, I was uh, actually one of the last babies born in that hospital before they stopped delivering babies there. Uh, back in Is that right? 1982, yep. That's awesome. Yep. I wish I was born in Montana. Growing up, everybody's like, you're born in the, you're born like 100 years too late. <laughs> I was born right on time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's my home. This is where I reside. That's a line from Open Season. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've lived out here for how old am I? I've lived out here for 26 years. So. Mm. Somebody asked me about New York the other day, and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) anyways are you as confident of your spiritual birth as your physical birth i am that's all i wrote yeah i mean i i think i I know this is gonna sound like this is gonna sound stupid and crazy or whatever but I think you, one could make the argument that I am more confident in my spiritual birth than I am in my physical birth. Yeah. You know, as it it's it, um Yeah, everybody everybody on the planet has a birthday. But when when people start talking about spiritual birth and 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 that kind of thing it's um i mean it takes a whole lot of confidence to um i i mean <clears throat> just to remind yourself that you that it it's true on a daily basis because uh, that's one of the things that the enemy likes to attack most often is you know if if he can if he can get you to believe that that part is not true or not real then everything yeah. else absolutely falls apart oh totally yep yep <clears throat> Next question. What are some of the benefits of being born into a family? Besides shelter and food, what are some other benefits? I wrote being loved, cared for, caring for others. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a big old list as you come up with. Yeah. Yeah, you could come up with, I mean, given, given enough time, man, you could come up with all kinds of stuff. Oh, sure. You know, I guess I would say if I could if I could narrow it down to two things just right off the top of my head is uh um to love and to be loved. Yeah. To be loved. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking for a verse. Using the old Bible app. Yeah. 
Okay. So I've been thinking about this. I think this is the right verse. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. So it's Romans ten nine. I've been thinking about this ever since we started this recording this broadcast tonight. Uh. Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, verse 10, for the heart, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. <clears throat> Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's that simple. Yep. Simple. Simple, simple. What are some of the benefits of being part of God's family? Oh. My first one I wrote was pure joy. Who doesn't like joy? Right. Joy is awesome. And <clears throat> so I think of like I I think of the the church like being part of the body and I capital C church. So like yeah. the the worldwide follower believers in Christ church mm. which means that as a believer in Christ I can go definitely anywhere in the United States virtually anywhere on the planet and if there's another believer in Christ there I have a brother or sister right there. Thank you, man. That's what I'm talking about. So I would say that's probably the biggest benefit for me on, you know, because, I mean, obviously that's this side of eternity. You know, there's yeah. the list is endless again for the other side of eternity. I mean, I, oh, sure. you know, the yeah. whole streets of gold and no pain, no sorrow, no tears, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm totally addicted. Right. I wouldn't even know how to behave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, watch this. doesn't hurt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> oh, okay, so I think we'll skip this next one. I'll read the next one, but I mean, this is kind of a you. Got, if you're listening yeah. to this, sit down and do this. Make a list of five friends or family members you think may need to be part of God's family. And don't think too much. I guess I will say this about this. Don't overthink this like sometimes we sit down like we get our minds made up that we're going to sit down and we're going to really ask God show me five friends show me five family members that that you want me to interact with on your behalf that you want me to share your gospel with and then and then names start popping into our heads and then we're like, nah, that can't. Hey, he's not. There's no way that that guy's gonna. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. Like, if, do that. if you're gonna do this, sit down, start praying, write down the first five names that pop into your head. Doesn't matter how crazy it sounds, or how stupid yeah. you might think that it is that that is the first name that comes up. It doesn't matter. Just write those first five names down, and then pray for those first five names 
incessantly. Yeah. So anyway, as so, for, for <laughs> no, yeah, I, for a question, Stop wanted me. to skip. I, I guess I had a lot to say about that. Yeah, how about that? I was like, oh, you're not skipping that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, right after that, it says, stop and pray for these right. people right now. Right now, do it now. <laughs> do it. I said, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Schwarzenegger is the best. Yeah, it's the best accent anyway. I know, right? Yes. Anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, what are some ways you might be able to reach out to those who, to those you love, with the message of Christ? Do not be afraid to ask others for advice or suggestions. Mm. I put go visit them or just talk to them more. Just say, like, I don't know, go invade their space. Like, what's up? What's going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really all it takes is just. I mean, the kicker is, like, don't be overbearing, though. Right, right. Just let it flow. Just, just be normal. Have a conversation and just start weaving whatever God wants you to weave into it. Weave into it. Yeah. Don't make it overly complicated. Yeah, don't try too hard. And you start trying too hard, then you're relying on yourself and not the Holy Spirit. So Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like you if said. If you think of uh uh that that movie Open Season with not open season, uh surfs up with the penguins. Oh yeah. yeah surfing yeah. penguins. <laughs> and the the kid Cody's trying to carve out the board. And he's like, the other guy's like, he's like, he's like, let the wave do the work. No, he's he's surfing anyways. He's like, don't don't try so hard because he's yelling. He's like, I'm trying. He's like, don't try. He's like, let the wave do the work. Just go. I do that all the time at work. I'm like, don't just let the tool do the work. Don't work so hard. So I didn't make a tool. Right. <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Just go with it. Don't work so hard. Yeah. Or don't try as far. Yep, 100%. Yep. Yep. Don't overwork the pizza doughs. You're going to put a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but, but it's true, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you can't wait till we make pizza, homemade pizza next time. That's gonna be. <laughs> don't overwork the pizza dough. Put the Holy Spirit on. <laughs> yeah. This is holy pizza, y'all. <laughs> yeah, new communion bread. Everybody gets like a chunk of pizza. So what do you think? What's the wrap up here? What do you? That's my page. I mean, becoming part of this. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh yeah, you're good. Um, I, I think, um, I would say, I would say probably, probably two things. Um, one is, it is, it's very simple to, to join God's family. Um, I mean, and not only is it simple, but the the people that are in God's family want you to join. Yeah. 
Um, it's kind of fun. You know what it's like not to have to like one worry about where you've been or what you've done or what you've seen or what you said. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. That alone would make I don't want to make anybody come part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we could, we could sit here and we could talk for another probably hour and a half about all of the, all of the great things that can come from a relationship with Jesus and, um, and all of that kind of stuff. But, excuse me, um, the, uh, ultimately, and it's really kind of um, solidified in my mind throughout the day today, you know, because I was ushering at church, so I was through. I was at both services. Excuse me, and um, you know, it's hearing hearing the the um, the the little spiel that the the youth pastor gave and the the talk that our senior pastor talk gave um about all that kind of stuff uh with the the seniors in the car accident um that you you really don't nobody knows when their time is up on this earth um you know i like and I, I think this way a lot. I don't I don't know if it's necessarily a good or healthy way to really think, but you know, like I I think about that. Like when when me and Steven get done with our, our podcasts uh every every week, uh every other week, whatever it is, um, you know, I when I I close my, my computer and I I say to myself, you know, that may have been the last time I talked to Steven. You know, and because it's true. But yeah. more importantly than that, you know, I mean, there's something to be said for how you interact with your family and your friends and and whatnot, because in the light of not knowing when your time is up. But more importantly is where are you going after your time has ran out? And if you... If you are listening to this and you cannot say with 150% certainty that you are going to be going home to the Lord if you were to pass away this very second, then I strongly encourage you to do some soul searching, do some praying, call somebody, um, Find somebody to talk to about this kind of thing, and um, you know, let's say that you 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 are a professing Christian, but in the back of your mind, you're like, nah, would I go to heaven or would I not? There's a reason you're asking that in the back of your mind. Focus on that and figure that out now. Because whatever that is that's causing you to ask that, I mean, you you need to seek wise counsel to figure that out. But I guess all of that to say, know where you're going at every second of every day. And if you don't know where you're going, figure it out because the alternative is not good. No, not at all. <clears throat> You gotta know. You don't wanna. I mean, <laughs> you don't wanna go to hell. You don't. No. Should you accept Jesus? Is Jesus just because you don't wanna go to hell? Well, it's not the best motivator, but it, it's a motivator, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, you wanna you wanna accept Jesus because he he's the he's the the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> he's uh. Your life will get better. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna lose stuff. You do it, but you're gonna lose all the right stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's like losing all that. I don't know. 
they, they, they just I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this and, and I'm not here to offend anyone by any means but like it's like uh, you know losing the all the stuff you like cling to like say yeah I'm not going to go with the analogy I thought I was going to say so I'm just going to go with like just think about the bad habits you have or whatever you know whether it's drinking or smoking tobacco or drug use or all the things that you do to try to fit in all the time. You think you like, oh, oh yeah, Jesus won't be able to do any of that stuff anymore. That's right, you won't because you're going to have so much better things to do. <clears throat> you know, I just feel like your quality of life is gonna, will improve, your health will improve. You should. You know, if you ditch those nasty habits and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I mean, you still gonna have trouble. I mean, yeah, you still have trouble with life. Period. Well, we all do. Right. Well, you're saying I think you have more trouble if you're a believer than you're not a believer. But you have Jesus and the Bible to rely on help too. But like all your physical, all that physical hoopla that you think you need to do to fit in, like drink, or smoke, or chew, or smoke weed, or watch stuff you shouldn't be watching, or yeah, you don't. I mean, it'll, your, your mind will clear up, your body will clear up. But I don't, there's so many, there's, I feel like there's not only the, there's uh, all the spiritual uh, stuff that you ever want to gain. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good physical qualities you can get out of being a believer too, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it it can definitely. I mean, go that way for sure. You think about that. Yeah, I think about things you used to do, like whatever, like go drinking or whatever. So you go, oh, we're we gonna go party again. When are we gonna go drink? When are we gonna do this? When are we gonna do that? We'll bring that more. Just be like, hey, when are we gonna go hang out? When are we gonna go hunt? When are we gonna have a bonfire? Or when are we gonna go? When you see a church, blah blah blah. We're gonna do Bible study. Like you just spiritually and physically feel better, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> I do. Plus, you get to know where you're going when you die. So it's like a three-way win, man. Your spiritual set, your physical set. You get to go to heaven. Yep. Get anybody you don't have to answer the phone anymore or text messages or crap like that and mess with my stupid Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the greatest thing about, well, not the greatest thing, but one of the main benefits of that I've experienced in knowing where I'm going after I after I die is. You don't have to fear death anymore. Yeah, totally. It's like, you know, when you're... Like, for me, when my time's up, my time's up. Like, I bring it. I'm ready. Like, Yeah, I'm okay with that. I I know I'm on borrowed time. So so it's like... That's, uh... Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I, I I feel like I put so much time into my time... I don't know if that makes sense. Put time in your time. When you care so much about your time, I feel like sometimes I'm wasting God's time. Like, nah. I don't want to waste God's time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I feel like that a lot. It's your perspective on things change. You know, you realize what's important, what's not important. I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And it's a lot of fun. And it's hard times. You're like, but I think we'll only make them hard because, you know, you, I don't know, you, uh, I don't want to say you forget who God is, but you kind of, maybe you do forget who God is for a second. You're like, oh no, what are we going to do? I'm going to pay this bill or 
are we, we going to get groceries or X, Y, Z? But I mean, then you like snap out or you're like, no, it'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Something always happens, you know? Yeah. Something happens, you know? You made it through today, you make it through tomorrow if you wake up. So one day at a time, that's all we're promised. That's right. Uh, this is a long wrap up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. This is our, our wrap up is turning into another episode. Long <laughs> story short, people, get on board with Family God. It's awesome. It's fantastic. We love it. It's time to support. It's just a good deal. Yep. Agreed. Nothing like no one where Yep. Romans 10 9. Easy, easy. It's easy peasy. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you will be saved. There it is. So, with that, we bid you adieu. <laughs> we love you. God loves you. Peace. Peace out.